Welcome to Wander Mode, a podcast that wanders through topics such as entrepreneurship, traveling, and mamahood. As a teacher turned entrepreneur and a mama to one, I am sharing my tips and tricks to maintain harmony in a multifaceted life. Let's wander. I am your host, Julie Thomas, and today's episode is about untangling and navigating our unique journeys with grief. Azar Nafisi wrote the following quote in the book, Reading Lolita in Tehran. You get a strange feeling when you're about to leave a place. You'll not only miss the people you love, but you'll miss the person you are now at this time and place because you'll never be this way again. As I was about to leave my classroom for the final time on June 5th, I experienced that exact strange feeling. I sat there on the floor of my classroom trying to take in every little detail. The bulletin boards, the little backward cutout ends that always touched on my bestie's nerves, the empty bookshelves that once held countless teen novels, and even the well-worn desks that most recently occupied the young minds that I got to know throughout the school year. In that super rare quiet moment, I realized that this chapter of my life was drawing to a close. I felt the weight of parting from the people that I cared about, but I also felt the weight of parting from the version of myself that thrived in that environment. I realized that this me was shaped by this place and time, and that it would never entirely exist again. I did take solace in having plans on the horizon, for example, the promise of time in my new office, or having some adventures this summer in other countries, or cherishing evenings spent with friends on the lake. I looked forward to creating precious moments and memories with my little one, whether it be at the park or on some of our little road trips up north. In June, the horizon brimmed with possibilities, and the return to school routines in August truly felt like a distant dream. But since time waits for no one, and it is now August, the start of a new school year is on the horizon. And the imagery of that life for me is so vivid. I can picture the hustle in the cafeteria. I can picture my colleagues collecting folders and maybe a quick donut grab for some or a banana if you're a little bit more health conscious, unlike me. We would sit around those cafeteria tables that were so uncomfortable, yet brought a sense of familiarity, and we would catch up as though time had stood still conversation flowed between myself and my colleagues because there was a sense of camaraderie and shared purpose. The soundtrack of a workshop day at the end of the summer would be the math teacher from next door and her boisterous greeting while affectionately calling my nickname T-Town from her classroom when she heard the jingling of my keys in the door for the first time or my best friend popping in to inquire about my day, my partner in teaching, and my dear friend sitting with me as we plot our literary adventures for the year, 
our principal's welcome speech being peppered with humor that is so uniquely specific to her and what she can get away with. The school would be alive with the wheels of carts and janitors attempting to rearrange furniture at the last minute in preparation for the open house the next day. Such distinct feelings, the comfort of belonging, of being a vital part of something greater. I would always have this nervous flutter on Tuesday afternoons as new faces would come across my path during parent-teacher orientations. It would be eerily reminiscent of my awkward days in middle school. What if I stumble over a name? What if my students wished for a different teacher? It is so funny how those adolescent anxieties never really fade even when you become an adult. On this workshop day, a day that I once stood among colleagues and friends, I now find myself in solitude, seated at a computer in a new space. And there's a sense of absence. It is a feeling of missing out on a familiar gathering, or it's like I'm skipping a party that I've attended for years, and it feels strange and slightly surreal. Today, my emotions are cascading like a waterfall, and my tears are flowing like a river, and I swear if I had a pool outside, I'd be feeling it. I have found a lot of solace in Pink's song, It Hurts to Be Human. I currently have it on repeat, and it really is a fitting soundtrack for this moment. I postponed my journaling this morning as I was just struggling to express my feelings. And instead, I decided I was going to draw from my cards and my passages in an attempt to try to set my intention for the week. Ironically, the passage that I drew was honoring grief. And it really felt like a message from the universe or like a little nudge to embrace the sorrow that I was feeling. And as I was reading this prayer of honoring grief, I have to say that the words really embraced my heart, and it actually led me to writing this script instead of journaling this morning. Here is what the passage had to say. Thank you for this blessed day, this blessing of life on us, heavy with awareness of what has been surrendered. Inspire us to grieve enough Remind us not to strive for completing the process for the sake of being done. Help us know that our tears are cleansing and our grief sacred, that we can take all the time we need to release and cleanse our wound of loss. Writing this script was so therapeutic, and in a genuinely serendipitous alignment of timing, I realized that this would be posted on August 30th, which is National Grief Awareness Day. National Grief Awareness Day is a day to acknowledge the myriad of ways that we cope with loss. These could be empty spaces left behind by loved ones, pets, dreams, or even parts of our identity. Grief is complex, and I personally believe that it's not just a linear progression of stages. I believe in the philosophy that it's a fluid experience. 
And it's really one that can resurface and evolve as our life goes on. Grief in some moments can bring about shocking numbness. And in other moments, it could be like searing flames of anger. It could be a quiet torture of guilt. It could be an abyss of sorrow. It's sort of like a tide and things like denial and anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance, those can all emerge at different times and recede at different times. I've experienced the currents of grief in my life, and I've also witnessed those that I hold dear also navigate it. My grandma departed from my life almost 19 years ago, yet pangs of grief over her absence revisit my life still. The moment that I walk down the aisle, the moment that I have my daughter and someone always commenting on her full little set of cheeks, which are so typically English, just like my grandma, the moments I experience while traveling, I wish that I could share all of these aspects of my life with her, but she's not here. Leaving behind my teaching role becomes another springboard for different forms of grieving. Today, it's the sadness of missing the start of a new school year. Tomorrow, it might be guilt for not being there to support my teacher friends. Next year, it could be I'm in denial about changing relationships due to this shift. Who knows how the grief over this decision is going to come to me 10 years from now. It is for sure a kaleidoscope of emotions. It's an ongoing and for some lifelong journey that can loop back to earlier stages depending on what circumstances life decides to throw at you. I have often heard grief described as a fingerprint. It is uniquely ours. Even when we go through a loss with someone else or we go through a similar situation to another, our grief journeys are still like no one else's. Our connection to the loss or perhaps how it happened, our personalities, and the support we may receive are all aspects that weave that experience. Acclaim Health has this unique code that kind of speaks to mourners. It's a set of rights, so to speak. They share that you have the right to grieve in your own way. You have the right to talk about your grief. You have the right to feel any emotion as it relates to your grief. You have the right to embrace spirituality in your grief. You have the right to find meaning in your grief. You have the right for your grief to end or to not end. I'm fortunate. I have a circle of trust and a safety net of understanding souls that have been supportive of different journeys through grief that I have had in my lifetime. But I know that that isn't true for everyone. And if you're listening to this and you're experiencing grief, but you're feeling isolated, I would really encourage you to look out there on the web. It is brimming with resources and support groups with individuals who can offer you a sanctuary of shared understanding, even if they can't entirely understand your personal journey. Sorrow shared with others can really help lighten the load, but always remember you have those rights to your grief as you seek to share your journey with others. For those that are supporting others in their grief, the simple act of listening, of being there, 
carries immense power. It is not about fixing. It's about holding space for emotions to be acknowledged. Washington Irving noted, There is sacredness in tears. They are not the mark of weakness, but of power. They speak more eloquently than 10,000 tongues. They are the messengers of overwhelming grief, of deep contrition, of unspeakable love. So silence your tongue and empower your ears. Hold space for others in your life that are navigating their grief. Today, I'm making the choice to embrace this tangle of feelings. I'm honoring the tears. I'm honoring the silence. I'm honoring the ups and downs. Life and loss are intricately woven together. And as one chapter ends, another begins. What has passed will shape me in ways that I can't yet fathom. As Pixie Lighthorse wisely said in Honoring Grief, remind us that everything that dies will be reborn in some way, even if we do not possess the words to describe this process. If you wandered to this point in the episode, thank you for listening to the Wander Mode podcast. Please leave a review and subscribe. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Wander Mode Co. Reach me by email at julie at wandermode.co. Until next time, wander on.